0: Welcome back, creeps. Hey,
1: y'all.
0: Welcome back to a delightful episode of titillating tales of true terror. I'm not sure what number this is.
1: Uh, don't, I don't either. Who cares?
0: September. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, almost October, actually. Actually, I think this will come out in October. Okay. I'm not sure what day it's going to come out yet. Makes last sense. week, last week we released on Sunday, and I think we might do the same thing this week. Or I might just do it tomorrow. I don't know. Anyway, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening at whatever day, on whatever day it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, how was your week?
1: Pretty good. Not much to report here. No? Nope.
0: You were a barista today at work?
1: It was. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. I got to pretend I worked at Starbucks.
0: Right on. My uh, synchronicities have been like steadily going, mm-hmm. like every day, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I learned that some Christians believe that Christ's foreskin is the ring, are is now the rings of Saturn.
1: Wow, that is very specific. Yeah, didn't you say that there's somebody that believed that um, foreskin just like shot up into the heaven and disappeared and transcended?
0: Yeah, no, I actually got it wrong. It shot up into space and, and became, became a part of Saturn, the rings oh, of Saturn. I yeah. See. So that's just some in foreskin. case, yeah, some elastic fucking skin yeah <laughs> um yeah i've been listening to a lot of uh the blind boy podcast like i was saying in the last episode and that man is full of random information and that's the key to my heart i think okay random information so i respect it yeah specifically when it comes to foreskins cool yeah
1: i love it well not the foreskin but your passion for the foreskin
0: I have so much passion for foreskin. Foreskins have been coming up a lot lately.
1: Foreskin is greater than threeskin.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have you got a tarot card for us?
1: I do. Uh, The tarot card of the day is the sun, which is a good one. Um, today is a day for feeling good, having fun, and being happy. Think about what activities make you feel the most content and fulfilled and do that. Maybe it's reading a book in a sunny spot. Spending time with a dear friend. Creating art. It might be helpful to think back to what you loved doing as a child. Have a wonderful day.
0: Wow, how positive. I like, kind of felt like that was the start of a Christmas song for a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, if if you pull this card in a reading, like a yes or no situation, like should I do this or is this a good decision to make, blah, blah, blah. If you pull the sun card upright, the, it means yes
0: and if it's reverse you don't you don't do it.
1: I don't know, but I would listen to it if it was I would take it as a yes if it's upright.
0: All right. I, I think cool. it just
1: depends on how I feel.
0: Yeah. So if you're mulling something over right now as you listen to this, just go for it. And say the sun did it.
1: The sun did it.
0: Yeah. What does um Why does our whiteboard say Miss New Booty?
1: I <laughs> It's probably the kids.
0: All right. Anyway, with that being said, uh, we have a couple of lovely stories um, and a couple of stories that you might have heard on other podcasts as well. Because believe it or not, listeners, there is a crossover. <laughs> um, So yeah, but we're, we're fine with that. Like if ever you feel like, oh, I can't send this story because I sent it to that podcast. Don't feel like that. We don't care. We just want to read out your stories. But the first one that I got, or that I'm going to read, is actually the most recent one that we got, I think. Or one of the more recent ones, anyway. It's not even so much a story, it's just that this happened. And anyway, it says, Hey Dulce and Adam, I've been binging the podcast for a bit now, and I'm listening to episode 71 as I type. I recently shared episodes 58 and 59 with my son, because I too had heard the story of the boy they tried to hide, and was completely enthralled by it. I was totally stoked for the deep dive. So yesterday, Sunday, my husband and I were going on a day out. Long story short, I told him that I shared the episodes with their son and gave him a brief summary. He isn't into the whole supernatural, paranormal, scary stuff like me, but he is totally okay with my podcast obsession. I listen to podcasts all day. Anyway, reel it in. <laughs> he wanted to listen to the episodes too since we had a long drive. So we're listening to episode fifty-eight, and Dulce is telling her story about the painting. I don't—I don't even want to name the painting. Do you remember this one? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so we're listening, and I look up an image of—and I look up an image of the painting to show him. I had seen it previously, but I wanted him to see it so he could understand the description. He was thoroughly creeped out, and I turned off my phone. Then I thought to myself, "I' better close out that tab on my phone because I don't need that creepy because sh- sh- I don't need that creepy shit on there." I opened my phone, X'd out of the tab, closed the phone, and no sooner had I settled back in my seat, I see a cloud of dirt coming from the median about three car lengths in front of us, just as my head was wrapping around what the fuck I was seeing, I see a white SUV flipping in the center of the cloud. My husband had the presence of mind to keep driving to avoid the debris that began raining down, but suddenly a rock hits and cracks our windshield directly in front of my face. So yeah, holy fuck. Maybe it was coincidence. Very likely. But no, thank you very much. I will not be looking up that painting ever again, ever. And now I'm trying to convince my son not to look it up (laughs) (laughs) since he'll be listening as he drives for work. Anyway, love the podcast, love y'all's energy, love the accents. Yes, Dulce, you have an accent.
1: I hear that a lot, but I just don't hear it. I mean, I get that a lot, I mean. Yeah. I just don't hear it.
0: I'm originally from North Texas, but now live in South, Carol- South California. Also, I fully believe I was Irish in a past life. <laughs> have a great day. I'll send personal stories at some point, probably when I catch up on the podcast.
1: You could be Mexican. and in- You could have been Mexican in past life because... In my opinion, Irish and Mexicans are very much they're very alike.
0: Very alike. Not in uh, not in the weather though. She feels like a cold, miserable soul inside of her than she probably wasn't Mexican. <laughs> Tell us a story, they say.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we fucking go. Strap in, folks. It's gonna be a bumpy one. Hey y'all. Glad to have found this podcast, and it coming from Houstonians is fucking rad. This is very long, because I've had quite a bit of unexplainable things happen to me. So, you've been warned. I am Mexican. So am I. And Mexicans can be very superstitious. I'm a little stitious, personally. But anyways, back to the story. So, there's already that to start. (laughs) I had imaginary friends when I was three years old. Their names were Mauro and Yoldi. According to my parents, because I do not remember this, I only saw them and talked about them when we lived in our house in Mexico. The only creepy thing that happened regarding them, other than their existence, because wow, was that this one time I was behaving mischievous, and my mom did the parent thing and reprimanded me. I cried, and then after sobbing for a few minutes, I got very quiet and started giggling. Then I told my mom, Mom, Maura and Yoldi are hitting you. To which my mom freaked the fuck out and told me to be quiet. She was the one that told me about this story, and we laugh about it now, but there's this underlying creep factor. My parents joke about me being the spawn of the devil. Because I like stuff like this. That good old Mexican guilt trip. (laughs) Recently, I found out from a cousin that my parents rented that house from his dad, which is my uncle. I didn't know this, and my cousin said that he saw things in the house, so he thinks I was talking to ghosts. Fast forward to me in high school. I was around 17, 18. During my senior year and I was going through a very rough relationship with my then-boyfriend. I don't know if this has anything to do with what happened to me, but I guess it can be all tied together. Who knows? Anyway, I was very anxious all the time, and that's when I had my first sleep paralysis experience. He had them too. He said that the dead crawled on top of me, and I thought it was weird when he told me this. I didn't understand what he meant because I had not had an experience yet. The first time I experienced it, I felt the usual sense of something being there and watching me. I was on my back, facing the wall opposite my bed. There was nothing but darkness. I pulled out of it and fell asleep, moved on with my life. Then it happened again, in the same scenario, but this time there was a shadow figure standing at the foot of my bed. Fell asleep again, moved on. It happened again, and the figure this time was closer to my side of the bed. Fell asleep, moved on. Finally, the figure showed up eye level to me, right in front of my face, as if it was crouched down to look at me. I fell asleep and moved on. I told this story during my creative writing class, and everyone in my class stayed quiet. At this point, I felt something was truly off. I came to find out that the apartments that we lived at had once been a cemetery, and that a section of the apartments had burned down a long time ago, and that section was replaced by a basketball court. Also, a side story about those apartments I lived in those apartments from age 4 to 23. My best friend used to live at that apartment complex when we were kids. Her mom saw a little girl with long dark hair and a white dress standing in her room. Samara much? She thought it was my friend, so she asked her if she had had a nightmare and told her to come into bed with her. She didn't say anything, so my friend's mom stood up and turned on the light. The little girl immediately ran into the closet and vanished. This story is from when we were about seven years old. Fast forward to around when I was 13, 14. My dad was a maintenance worker at those same apartments and my cousin was visiting from Mexico and living with us for a while. My dad was woken up at around 3 a.m. because some people were stealing cars from the parking lots. So he took my cousin with him to investigate. My cousin was walking around where my best friend used to live and he saw a little girl in a white dress with black long hair hiding behind some bushes. He thought it was odd that a little girl was out at 3 a.m., but he decided to ignore it. Also, when I was around 20 years old, my uncle was staying with us for a while. We lived in a different unit at this point. He said that he woke up one night And saw a little girl with long black hair and a white dress standing by the kitchen table. He slept in the living room. And then he saw her vanish into one of the chairs. Both relatives were from my mom's side. Maybe my mom's family has a haunted gene. So, back to the sleep paralysis. I was getting tired of not having enough sleep. I had grown up semi-religious. Basically just believing in the existence of God, but... We didn't go to church. I grabbed my grandfather's Bible, opened it up to a random page, and left it open on my nightstand. That made the sleep paralysis stop. When I was in college, I started having episodes again, but this time I was having visions. At one point, I saw the little girl with black hair and a white dress. I saw her face in full color. Her face had cuts, and she looked wet. But I thought maybe I was seeing visions from scary movies because... I'm a huge horror fan. The face was floating, no body, and frowning at me. Then one night, I had crawled into bed with my then-boyfriend, a different one from the first one mentioned, and we both heard some pens drop on my desk. It was as if someone grabbed a handful of pens and dropped them on my desk. We both shot up and looked at the desk and then at each other. There were no pens on the desk. So where did the sound come from? Another time during the day, I was taking a nap on my bed with my dog, and my boyfriend was lying in bed on his phone. My head was at the foot of the bed near the bed frame, and my dog was in a similar position. I had left a glass of water resting on the bed frame. The frame had a flat surface at the foot of the bed, so I always put cups on it. I was woken up by something pushing the cup off the frame. I saw the cup on the floor, and even my dog was looking at it. My boyfriend was on his phone, so he didn't see what happened, but I don't think I accidentally pushed it off. One of my friends stayed the night at that apartment once. She slept on the floor, and she said that during the middle of the night, she saw a black, hairy hand. She described it as the hands of the Grinch. Reach out of my closet and grip the side of the door. This other time that I was napping during the day, I was alone in my bedroom. Sleep paralysis hit. But this time, I felt my body being lifted off the bed and flipped over onto all fours. Then I felt something dry humping me. And I even felt my body moving back and forth. I woke up on my back. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like this one.
0: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: funny because a girl that I watch on YouTube has a thing for the Mothman. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it has something to do with the Mothman statue having like a juicy butt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) the perkiest rounded
0: butt i've ever seen on a statue i think
1: we might have talked about this already (laughs) maybe every time except for this incubus situation also a great band i fought back it is a great band i don't know if they're still making music i was able to break out of the sleep paralysis by forcing a fuck you or forcing my body to give the general area the middle finger or forcing out a fuck off repeatedly I still use that method to this day, but when I'm not in sleep paralysis, I experience weird things from time to time. I'm usually a very rational person, but at this point I thought I needed to really do something because I was not getting any rest due to the the sleep paralysis and weird interruptions. My godmother was was a witch and my aunt is a witch too, both on my mom's side, but no one wants to admit it. They say healers and tarot readers, but come on. It's quite obvious. Anyway, knowing this information, I began my journey into witchcraft. From my superstitious upbringing, I learned that when mirrors face each other, they open up portals that allow spirits to walk into our worlds. Mirrors hold plenty of negative energy, and the older the mirror, the more energy it holds. Breaking a mirror is bad luck for this reason, but broken mirrors can also be used for rituals. Neat, huh? Just be careful. It can be dangerous. I had mirrors facing each other in my bedroom the entire time that I lived there. I moved them and I cleansed them. I cleansed my space and did what I could on my own to make the sleep paralysis stop. And it did. At least it stopped in that specific apartment. I moved out with my boyfriend when I was 23-ish. We moved to an apartment that his mom used whenever she was in town. She had a farm in the outskirts of the city, so she let us live there. I had one experience of sleep paralysis there, but this time I saw a naked old man just looking at me. I felt no negative energy, no bad intentions. I broke out of it and saw that the mirrors were facing each other again. Move them, it stopped. We moved to a different apartment, and I had another sleep paralysis experience. No mirrors this time, and I was sleeping on my stomach. They say you're more prone to sleep paralysis if you're on your back, so this was new. I saw a vision of a corpse with long black hair, green skin, because it was rotting. The vision was like out of an out-of-body experience. I felt it wrap its hands around me, under my arms and around my chest, like it was hugging me, and it whispered into my ear. I immediately broke out of the sleep paralysis and wrote down what it said. I didn't understand what it said, but when I Googled it, there were words in different languages. I don't remember what the words meant, and I know that Google Translate is awful, but all I remember is that one of the words was in Swahili, Latin, and other languages. I've had that happen to me. Why? Like, hearing another language in a dream. And I looked it up, and I think it might have been in Greek or something.
0: Seriously? Yeah. Wow.
1: I can't remember what the fuck it was about. Yeah. Or what the words meant. I think that was the last time I saw anything. I still have sleep paralysis from time to time, but there are no visions. I still tell them to fuck off. I've gotten much more into my witchcraft. I don't follow a specific religion. I'm spiritual and basically make my own rules in my craft. I do pray to La Santa Muerte. I pray to the black Santa Muerte, who is known as the hardest to work with because she is the most demanding, but she focuses on justice. I dreamt of her twice, and they say that she needs to choose you for you to be able to work with her. The first time I dreamt of her, she was in a purple robe, and we were talking like we were friends. The second time, she didn't say anything, and I felt like I was in trouble after the second dream. I listened, and I started working with her. I think she was upset because I didn't pick up on it after the first dream. She's been really great to me, and I feel stronger because of her. She gets a bad rep, but she's an incredible deity to work with. I'm also trying to get into grad school as a pathologist assistant, so my life will continue to stay haunted one way or another. I love dissecting and I love collecting specimens. I have pet tarantulas and I'm a hot mess, clumsy bitch. I'm a walking cliche, I know. (laughs) Thanks for reading. I love your podcast. P.S. I was almost kidnapped when I was a newborn. I'm the firstborn and my mom was a new mom at the time. A woman asked her if she could hold me and my mom let her. My mom got distracted with something else and my grandfather caught the woman trying to take me away. Do you think this woman cursed me or something? Do you think it was a petty move? I don't know, but weird. Bess, Carolina.
0: Carolina. She also told us that we are hot messes too. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's not wrong. There's so much to unpack there. First of all, I want to know where those apartments were. Me too. Because since we're like local Houstonians, I'm pretty, yeah, sure, let us know. I'm pretty sure Carolina found us because there was a pork chop sticker on the Duncan drive-thru. I'm pretty sure that's who found us up there.
1: I have a feeling I know what area, if that's the case, but I want to know for sure. So let us drop us a line, Carolina.
0: Yeah, because in my head, it's the one by the gym where I used to work. <laughs> but, that, uh, yeah,
1: initially I thought so, too. But if that's where she saw the sticker, then maybe um, down the street where the lights always go out.
0: A little closer to home. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either way, yeah, we want to know. We won't tell everybody. on the.
1: Obviously, that's why yeah. we're saying like, oh, by the gym. Or, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> descriptors only Adam and I know about.
0: Yes. But I mean messages tell us exactly where it is (laughs) let us know um but yeah jesus christ i have had sleep paralysis a a good few times i will say um and like my go-to move like she was saying about the saying fuck off repeatedly or whatever my go-to move is the kill bill wiggle your big toe Mm. and it's funny because i haven't actually seen that movie that's like the only bit of the movie that i've seen but that's my, okay, calm down, concentrate, let's get out of this. Um, but there was that one time, remember when you had to wake me up and I was like, oh, there's just a little girl at the end of the bed. And then <laughs> okay, rolled, good night. <laughs> yeah, I rolled over and went back to sleep again. <laughs> But you did have to wake me up the other night from...
1: Yeah, but that was just a nightmare, I
0: think. But when I'm making those noises, mm-hmm. it's because I'm conscious of it. Oh. And I'm trying to wake myself up. I see. Yeah, so it it is a little bit like
1: sleep paralysis
0: yeah like, well that's
1: probably what it just looks like to me i just think you're having a nightmare but you're going through sleep paralysis
0: yeah i'm like trying to wake myself okay up.
1: that makes sense
0: so it does yeah i don't know i i get it quite a lot but i don't have like a a known trigger for it or anything like that you know what i mean yeah i used to get it every time as a kid in my grandmother's bed for some reason mm. in our old old house um, but I don't know, yeah. Maybe that mad bitch who tried to steal you from your mom, maybe she did put a curse on you. Like,
1: oh, uh, yeah. I mean, and if your mom didn't know her,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, maybe not. But I mean, I think you, if anything, you're lucky because you didn't get stolen,
0: <laughs> or maybe you were stolen, and who you think is your mom is actually the one who oh.
1: <laughs> M. Nice Shyamalan yeah, plot, plot twist. twist.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that whole story. I'm literally trying to skim back through it because there was so that's much. That's a lot, in yeah. It. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to like recall
0: yeah, like, a few things. I don't know, but at this point, uh, I came to find what, different... What's
1: crazy? That little girl that literally everybody in the complex saw.
0: That's what I'm trying to go back to, yeah. yeah that's yeah. crazy.
1: I like that your I think your cousin when he saw her. He knew that's not a real little girl, and that's why he ignored her. Because initially, like at surface, at the surface, it sounds like he was uncaring or callous. But I'm pretty sure there's something in him that told him that's not really a little girl.
0: Yeah, he's you like, feel me?
1: like she's not.
0: She's just a witness from the spirit realm or something. Like, like.
1: she is not of this world. Is yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying.
0: <laughs> that is interesting. I... Yeah. Not saying that I'd like to see a little girl or anything like that. Yeah, but... smart
1: move on your cousin's. on your cousin's part.
0: All right, and this next story is from
1: your mom. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, my mother did not send this story.
0: No, this story is sent to us from our dear listener Kina, and I'm really glad because she actually phonetically spelt it for me. Because I'm pretty sure I mispronounced it a few times.
1: <laughs> I know someone at work whose name is Kina, and I call her
0: Kina Weena. Yeah. I'd say she loves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: She never responds. You know, like I mean, she answers, but she like doesn't react to me calling yeah. her Kina I
0: think that means she doesn't like it anyway. I still do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs>
0: so Kina says, "Hi."
1: Hey, hey, Kina. Hey. Kina Wina.
0: Since you wanted some stories, here's a little story my ex boyfriend told me a couple of years ago. A little backstory. He's always been sensitive to the paranormal. His family lived in an old house that was used as a store and for hiding in World War II. Families paid the owner, not my ex's family, fortunately, to hide in a secret basement below the store. Inside the house, there was a secret passageway through a closet on the second floor, which led to the basement. What people didn't know was that the owner was a really bad man who also worked for the Nazi sympathizers. So when the families arrived, they were tragically killed as soon as they entered the basement. (gasps) Holy shit. That's awful. The store, passageway and basement were destroyed a few years after the war ended, but the closet entrance remained. The fuck? Yeah, I I don't know how that How did
1: that happen?
0: I don't know. To this day, you can still hear scratching on the closet door from the inside. I've heard it myself. It's so sad and horrifying at the same time. Okay, about the man. Or we think it's the same man because of the sinister feeling that follows both the man and the story. He had had some reoccurring dreams where a man with a fedora manifested time after time. After a while, he saw him in the street looking up at him in his room. Then he came into his room, standing in the corner, just watching. After some time, he had had enough and managed to shake him off, refusing to acknowledge him, and he didn't have any more encounters for a while. A few months later, he, his then-girlfriend and her family, were driving to her family's cabin. He had never been there, but when they arrived, he wasn't feeling well. He felt kind of drained even though it was only a one-hour drive. Out of nowhere, he saw flashes of the road that they had just driven on. He recognized the road, and the flashes were getting closer to the cabin. The last flash was of the outside of the cabin, seeing the car they had arrived in, watching the cabin from the outside. He turned to look outside, and saw a man with a hat, standing on the road, looking up at him. He fainted. The hat man had found him. Jesus. Jesus. I have no idea if anything more happened. I was terrified, so I wouldn't let him tell me anything more. We never spoke about him again, but we both felt him. I dreamt about the man almost every night when I was there, and I made my ex follow me to the bathroom every time and stand on the lookout just outside the door, while I was paranoid of things coming through the walls anyway. (laughs) The end, smiley face. Hope you like it.
1: (laughs) I don't blame you, Kina. When I get scared because we're watching a scary movie, I make Adam come with me to the bathroom. Like he is in the bathroom with me. Yeah, and it's not a very big bathroom.
0: Yeah, But um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that you broke up because of this hat man. Mm. Strange though. I remember
1: a long time ago. When I used to present stories on the podcast, I covered hatmans. Yeah, hatmans,
0: hatman, the hatman. But this this dude is different, though.
1: Yeah, no, I just couldn't remember what they meant.
0: I oh yeah, my, yeah, I
1: think it was a bad thing to see a, a hat man, ha- hatmans, hatmans.
0: A hat man, yeah, hat man. But Jesus Christ, like, so if, just for uh, reference, this person is actually from Norway, but. uh, That's so metal. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. But so the the Nazi thing definitely checks out there. It's just so bizarre. First of all, fuck that guy. Yeah. For doing that to those people. Right. And second of all, yeah, like that's creepy that they even that the fact that they know this history and they're still living in the house. Yeah. This is one of those times when I'm kind of like. Move out of that house. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I'm all about buying a murder house and stuff like that. But this place, they just need to knock the whole thing down.
1: Yeah, you are alone on that one, but I agree with you. Like, just move out because, like, the history is way too, too, way too heavy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: feel me? All right. So, here is for my friend Haley,
0: Haley, who gave us that bitching uh, reading. Yeah, and who you can reach at their new Instagram, Arcane underscore Insights. So definitely go ahead and check that out. Oh, I can already see that a few of our. Listeners, follow them. Oh, good. So, yeah, everybody go show her the love. DM for bookings. She's an intuitive medium. Yes. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: (laughs) All right. So. Hey, guys. So this submission is about a seance that took place across the street from my childhood home. Just to recap, I grew up in a century home, the Nodwell House, haunted as fuck, in Port Elgin, Ontario, Canada. Across the street from the house is a park, Nodwell Park, though that was once the site of an Anishinaabe, Anishinaabe village.
0: It's a indigenous people's tribe, I think.
1: Okay. Which was settled in the 1300s. My friends, siblings, and I spent a lot of time at this park and in the surrounding forests as young children and well into our teens. I mean, a lot of time. To further preface this story, I was interested in the occult from a very young age and was no stranger to the Ouija board, seances, magic, etc. by the time I was preteen, I can't say 100% when this interest began, but I do know that growing up in the Nodwell house strengthened this interest due to all the highly strange activity that occurred there. So, Cut to myself and four of my friends in 1995 at around 12 years of age on a cold, snowy night in January. We decided to go across to the field at the park and hold a seance. Not to contact anyone in particular, just a general seance, you know, like a bunch of dummies. (laughs) (laughs) We figured, since the space had once been an indigenous village, burial ground and all, it would make for a paranormally potent experience. So we geared up snowsuits and candle lanterns. What is
0: I think that? I think that says toques, uh, which is what Canadian people call beanies. Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> or woolly huts, like toques and maple syrup.
1: <laughs> T- wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that maple syrup bit. All right. And trudged through the snow to the middle of the field. We formed a circle, closed our eyes, and requested that the closest spirit come to our circle, and speak with us. We let the request hang in the air and sat silently, waiting for something to happen. For what may have been only a minute, eyes shut under the winter sky. As the moments passed, there was still and silence. Then suddenly. The darkness I saw behind my eyelids changed to a blinding bright light. This light faded quickly, and though my eyes were still shut, I could now see behind myself. There were three dark figures rising from the ground. They began to move toward our circle. Black masses with no discernible features, but a tangible insidious energy. Afraid, I opened my eyes as everyone else in the circle did the same, almost one by one. Each of us had a look of fear on our faces. Let's go, I said, firmly. We grabbed our shit and ran as fast as we could back to my house. Once we were back inside, we came up with a chant for protection. When we felt safe, we discussed what had happened. It turned out that we had all experienced the same thing while sitting with our eyes closed. The bright light, seeing behind ourselves, and the dark figures—the sense of malevolence. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened if we hadn't run. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. I have a smattering of other stories that I will share soon. Keep up the great work, you two. Kind regards, Haley.
0: Thank you, Haley. Thanks, Haley. Um, yeah, send us in your other stories whenever you feel like it. We'll get to them. Regardless. Um
1: Don't you hate it when people say irregardless?
0: Irregardless. Yeah. But I think that is a word though, isn't it? No. Isn't that cool?
1: I refuse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, my immediate impression of this in my mind is that yeah, maybe it was those indigenous people just kinda gently nudging you out of the place, being like, Now now children, don't be getting yourselves into stuff like this, you know? But again, that's just the feeling that I get from the story. And maybe that's just the feeling I want to get. But in saying it, in saying that, a snowy evening in January in 1995.
1: With maple syrup?
0: Maple syrup, snowsuits, and toques. Toques. That sounds like the best time of your freaking life.
1: I read it as toques. Toques. Which is like when you take hits from joints.
0: Oh, like toques? Yeah. That's funny. I, I'm pretty sure it's Tooks. Okay. Um,
1: well, you would know you're like the Canadian.
0: Yeah, but I've never seen it written down. So. Oh. <laughs> you're <laughs> you know, the resident of you know the You know what they call their money?
1: Loonies and Toonies.
0: Loonies and Toonies, baby.
1: I remember you first told me that I didn't believe you because so I thought you were just like lying to me.
0: Pulling your leg.
1: Pulling my pisser. Where did I hear that one? <laughs>
0: oh Jesus Christ. I don't know. That's awful. Don't say it. <laughs> that's very unladylike You shouldn't say things like that (laughs) okay this next one is from our friend ogre comedy me and ogre actually talk quite a bit he's a good dude he's quite funny a little bit of a warning with this story it gets uh quite graphic and it's very uh sad but it's a good story though
1: yeah it is
0: anyway he says hello Okay, a little backstory. Straight in. No kissing. We like it.
1: <laughs> no kissing. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was 13 when this happened. My grandmother had moved in with my dad, sister, and I after my parents got a divorce. I went to wake her up with my sister to tell her that we were going to school and that we loved her. But she had had a brain aneurysm in the bed that night and was bleeding out of her eyes, <gasps> ears, nose, and mouth. Jesus. All over the bed. So needless to say, I was freaked the hell out. The experience happened the night before the viewing at the funeral home. I couldn't sleep, so I was staying up and watching TV in the living room. The way the room was set up is when you walked in the the front door, the couch was against the wall to your immediate left, and the TV was on the right wall with the hallway at the end of that wall and the kitchen straight ahead of you. It was probably 3.30 in the morning, and I was a little fat kid watching TV and eating chips way past my bedtime. (laughs) When I caught out of the corner of my eye, coming down the hallway, a dull blue glow. I looked at the entrance of the hallway and my grandmother slowly drifted into view with her feet hanging slack like she was being carried under her arms. Her toes were about two inches off the ground. She was barefoot, wearing a powder blue dress I have never seen her in and she didn't have her glasses on.
1: Ah, when you say that. I recall that really sad part in my girl where her little friend dies and she's crying at the casket like he doesn't have his glasses on. How's he going to see? Oh,
0: yeah, I think this is a similar thing.
1: Broke me.
0: She turned and looked at me. She didn't turn her head. Her entire body staring straight forward, slowly turned until it was face until it was facing me. And then slowly turned back to the right and went floating into the kitchen. All the lights in the house were out. So the only light was the TV and the dull blue glow from her. After she left my plane of view into the kitchen from the doorway, that that light went out abruptly. And as soon as that light went out, I took a deep breath and realized I had not breathed the entire time this was happening. The next day, we all got dressed up and went to the funeral home. And my grandmother was in her casket wearing that powder blue dress she had on the night before.
1: Shut the fuck up.
0: And she was not wearing her glasses.
1: Oh my god.
0: She hated her glasses. She said she didn't want to be buried with them. What? Well, needless to say, (laughs) they were going to bury her with them. That scared a fart out of
1: me. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Well, needless to say, they were going to bury her with them couldn't find them anywhere (gasps) after the service dad stopped at the end of the driveway because he thought he ran over something it was her glasses and they were crushed by the tire
1: she said fuck you you (laughs) put my glasses (laughs) on
0: (laughs) P.S. my uncle came up for the funeral he said he woke up at 2am because it felt like someone was in the bed with him it was her he said he spoke to her for about an hour and a half then she drifted out the door and down the hall which would line up with my experience in wow. the living room
1: wow
0: thank you for listening fellow creep ogre comedy
1: wow amazing yeah.
0: you can actually look up ogre comedy on youtube he's got some pretty blue um jokes on there but he does stand up and, and he is quite good but yeah so thanks ogre for sharing that with us it's a as sad as it, like that's a fucking awful experience for anyone to have. But what a story to come out of for it as real, well, yeah. And that's, in my opinion, if your grandmother was the type to say, "Don't fucking bury me in these glasses," like, yeah, 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 then that's definitely her just coming back to say a little goodbye.
1: I want to know, or maybe this is just something that the uncle is keeping private. Like it's just very much like for himself. Like an hour and a half—that's
0: a long time. That's yeah. a long
1: time. Like, I wonder what they talked
0: about I don't know like in those situations, I always just picture like long silences no actual communication, but there it's like You're you know messages up. are being sent like oh, you know back in the way oh yeah yeah that's just again this makes is sense my opinion okay um yeah,
1: yeah. okay,
0: like just comforting just feelings of. Yeah, like yeah.
1: soaking in the, the the, comfort.
0: Yeah, of one another. like
1: Yeah, the last moments.
0: But yeah, so Jesus Christ, what a collection of stories. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: what a plethora. Yeah. One would say a cornucopia.
0: Would they? I don't know. I don't think that one would I w- say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think they would in this fall season.
0: <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week with... Um, some more of our regularly scheduled programming, I yeah. think. I don't mm-hmm. know what the topic is. There's a couple of subjects in the works right now. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening as always. Make sure to follow us on Jesus everywhere.
1: All our endeavors.
0: <laughs> Everything, yeah. Um I'm hoping to be putting out some more of those little TikToks because they're actually kinda of fun to make. Yeah. Um and then like it get to pester everybody into sharing them and stuff like that so it's weekly creep adam kitty cat country everywhere on everything
1: everywhere in your dreams
0: check out for your book reviews on fridays yep and your game playing on sundays on twitch um check out dulce's youtube kitty cat country
1: yeah
0: and all of that good stuff
1: this week's book i'm reviewing is books of blood by clive barker the 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 Fucking original. The Mhm.
0: Clive Barker of Hellraiser fame.
1: Yep. Still makes comic books if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretty sure. Um and I'm playing Old Man's Journey on Sunday.
0: I know the death game.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know <laughs> what my problem is.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, and also actually shout out to uh, our other listener Jody who subscribed to us through our The link in our Spotify thing. I actually didn't even know this was possible. So he pledged like $5 a month through Anchor.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah.
0: So if that's something that you're interested in, do follow that link. I remember it was something I turned on like the longest time ago, but didn't even understand it.
1: That's awesome. That means I get to have yogurt this month.
0: Yeah. That means we can go and buy, they will say some yogurt. Yay. Uh, But yeah. So if you're not into the whole Patreon thing or just even for one time things, that's, that's always an option anyway. So yeah. Thanks, everybody, and uh, have a great weekend or week, depending on when this comes out. Okay, bye.
1: Okay, bye.